Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Welcome to the question and answer episode where Paige and I answer your questions. Here is something from Michael. Hi, Michael. So I just want to say Michael shared a lot that he's having some ups and downs. Um, He talked about, you know, some weight gain after a weight loss journey. He talked about, you know, feeling, um, you know, just going through a lot of... Do you want to just read his letter? It's a long letter. You want me to read the whole letter? Yeah, read Michael's letter. Okay, can we start again? No. No, I don't want Michael to think I was going to cut him off. I just... Michael is going to know that you didn't want to read his letter. That's not it. I insisted on it. Okay, that is true. Yeah. So I'm just going to read you the letter. Okay. Hi, Ethan slash team. Firstly, I'd like to congratulate you on your amazing transformation, both mentally and physically. And it has been an absolute honor to get a glimpse into the journey through the podcast. You are doing an incredible job of getting really good information out to the public in a digestible format, no pun intended. (laughs) He says, I have also struggled with my weight since a young age. Now I'm 43, divorced dad of three beautiful children. I'm piling on the pounds again after a recent 140-pound weight loss journey that ended up with me having some excess skin removed, and I never had been happier. Fast forward one year, and I've put on 90 pounds back on, seemed to eat everything in sight, and have fallen back into the trap of a zombie-type mentality with food. I'm so sorry, Michael. I'm Lying to everyone about how severe this lapse is, kidding myself and uh, not actually seeing the – kidding myself that people are not actually seeing the increase in the size of my body. I'm based in the UK. I know this sounds utterly ridiculous and I appreciate you have family and work ties and it's a long shot. But I was wondering if you could spare any of your time to give me a bit of guidance on how you mentally got onto a path that's dedicated to feeling both mentally and physically more healthy. I'm feeling really like this is the last chance for me to really get this under control before I run into health issues and I'm unable to take care of my family. Reading this back, it seems crazy that I'm asking a stranger like you to have a magic answer that will automatically correct my lack of discipline and obvious gluttony. However, I really do feel like I can't ask my friends or family for any more assistance as I feel I've let them down by relapsing in such a short amount of time and I've wasted most of our money on having a surgery that is now pretty much pointless. In any case, I'd like to congratulate you mainly on your inspirational life-changing journey and wish you all the best for your future endeavors and look forward to potentially being able to get some advice on how to combat this awful addiction. Oh, man. Michael, thank you so much for that letter. I um, I utterly relate to it. In fact, as I was listening to Paige talk, I was um, remembering 
literal experiences I've had in your shoes, and they are painful. Uh, I lost a lot of weight. I had uh, skin removal surgery. I gained weight. I I had my wife actually would sit and say, like, you're stretching your scars. The width of the scars running up and down your sides are stretching out. And they're like three or four times the width that they were last year. And I, she said, I don't think this is good. I think this is really not good. Um, having to confront massive weight loss is a lot to deal with as it is. Having to confront it again after having had skin removal surgery is a real mindfuck. Um, I just want to say quickly that it is possible that your skin has not regrown to the size that you would have tremendous amount of loose skin if you lost weight again. So the quicker you get your body shrunk back down again, the, the, the less excess skin you'll be dealing with. So that's something that's hopeful. Um, I, I, I have no magical words. I, I've, I've literally done what you're talking about and I know how awful and, and how painful, um, and how much to confront it is. And I would just say that, uh, I've made many, plans. I'm going to lose X amount of pounds. I'm going to, um, get this skin removal surgery. I'm going to do whatever. And then I arrive there and am immediately undoing this thing that I've worked so hard to do. I don't try to focus on those goals in as severe a manner now, because I want to name my goals correctly. And, and what I'm saying is I'm really trying to think of like the rest of my life as my goal. Uh, and if I need to lose 20 pounds, then that's a sub goal. That's just one of the statistics that is putting my whole life in the direction that I want it to go in. If anything, I, I would just say to really confront the fact that a lot has to change. Like losing weight doesn't really resolve all the things that made us gain weight. Those two are totally separate things, right? Be prepared that everything is going to point towards weight gain unless you continue on some plan forever. You know, I really do think of it for myself in terms of sobriety because I'm also a recovering drug addict and that is a that is a rest of your life kind of a, a commitment. I am sober. I know that if I if I don't stay sober it will go really really bad for me. So this isn't something that I'm working towards where one day again I'll be uh, able to drink or or do drugs and every day is a a little miracle and every day is maybe easier, but there's still a struggle with it. And, and it, it does get so much easier with time. 
But then you can also get cocky and let your guard down and screw your life up. So that's the kind of mind frame that I use when also looking at my weight. My weight was so out of control for so long. And then I lost weight and got thin a number of times. And it's still, I still gained the weight right back. I was still able to gain the weight right back. So I had to actually think about the entirety of my life and how I was going to not just take off the excess weight that I had, but keep it off and make a plan and stick to that plan. And, you know, this can be really a lot to take in, but I think it's important to think about it in real terms like that, because as you've described, you can put it all back on in a year, which you know, seems fantastic, but I've done that too. And, and it, it's really not that hard. And then, you know, I utterly understand having gained 90 pounds and pretending that people are unaware of it or convincing myself that they're not aware of how, just how severe it is. Um, they know, they all know, and they know how severe it is. And uh, I think the people that love you will love you and and if you're very honest with them and and take responsibility for your actions i don't think people who really care about you will turn their backs on helping you i think it might be important to give somebody a little bit of power um in your life to say like i'm going to be accountable to this person and whatever deal with yourself you have to make to make that real, you do that. And then you are accountable to that person. There's no magical single thing to do it. I think it's a lot of little steps. But uh, the sooner you start to really confront all of that, I think the better. The thing I would emphasize most is that it's easy to lose weight. It really is. You just did it. You can do it again. That's not a problem. The tough thing is not gaining weight. That becomes really tough, especially once you've achieved something like weight loss and you are in this, you know, bit of euphoria from it. It's easy to stop paying attention to the things that allowed you to lose weight. So confronting the fact that this may be a lifelong struggle knowing that it will become easier and easier, but it might very well be a lifelong struggle. And if that's something you want to do, if it's worth it to you, it's worth it to me. It doesn't have to be worth it to you, uh, but it was worth it to me. It, it continues to be worth it to me. And it's something that I kind of deal with every day, no matter what. And I am resigned to the fact that I will continue to deal with it to some degree forever. Now, I say that while at the same time, I've had great vacations in the last few years and I've, I've eaten wonderful meals and I haven't ever gotten to the point where I had to confront the fact that I gained a bunch of weight back. But for the most part, the majority of my year, I am very focused on not harming myself with food. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I realized as I was reading it how much you could relate to that. You know what I mean? Because he's describing something that you yeah, went through. It's heavy. Yeah. It's really heavy. Um, 
It's such a tricky thing. You know, the first time you go to rehab and you got to go like, God, not only did I get to the point where I cannot just stop doing this thing, but I've gotten to the point where like basically my life is ruined, Mm. right? And you go to rehab and you come out and you're feeling a little fragile and you're getting your toes back into life. The second time, it's like, what kind of failure am I, Mm. you know, and how embarrassing it is to have to tell people and go through that whole mess again of coming clean to people or whatever, whatever the circumstances are. I've gone to rehab three times. And so there's a weird thing of losing weight and then regaining weight and being in denial or being in some kind of like a analytical fantasy or delusion where you're convincing yourself that everybody isn't aware of it is something that is like so real and visceral to me. It's, it's again, I think the two things are very similar. I think it's like a lifelong commitment to like, like that can seem very, even as I say it, I don't want to put this whole thing out of reach to people. But if the majority of my life has been spent doing something in a way that led me to a place I don't want to get to, it's not really going to be a quick fix to get me out of it. Mm-hmm. So confronting it in those terms and really having to look at the severity of it and the commitment that it's going to take can be more than some people are maybe able to do, I guess. Yeah. You said something a few minutes ago that you've talked about a bit in the past, but about giving up some of your power to someone else and, you know, deciding you're going to be accountable to someone And um, we've talked about this before and you've shared like how to find that person or or whatnot. But, you know, for anyone who hasn't heard that discussion before, like what do you mean by that where you're you're giving up some of your power to someone? And and, like how does that go beyond just like, well, I'm going to, you know, check in with um, my friend and tell him how I'm doing or, you know, what do you really mean by that? Because I think it's major. Okay. So like I think every drug addict can go, I know how to get sober, Mm. right? And I'm sure some do and it's and are successful at getting sober. And the majority of the drug addicts I know are not on their own. So there is something about allowing that you have gotten yourself into a situation because you are either unaware or incapable of getting yourself out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can then go to somebody and go, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Help me. Mm. Now, it's really shitty, I think, to do that to somebody and then not take their help. Mm. Um, So giving up your power literally is realizing that you maybe don't know how to do it. You're maybe incapable of doing it on your own. And you maybe have to just listen to somebody else, right? Yeah. I don't think we as people work as islands, right? There's a poem called No Man is an Island, which I really like a lot. And it speaks to me about how connected we are. And I don't know if 
if you have to get like super Zen Buddhist about this and go like, we're all one or anything like that, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. But I do believe that people require other people for anything. I think if you put somebody in solitary confinement, it's like really torturous, right? So I think there is an aspect of us where we have to talk to people or see people or touch people or have some kind of interaction with other people. So whatever your group of people is, or if you don't have a group of people, if all your people are drug addicts and you want to get sober, you need to go find a new group of people, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But if there's a guy who knows who you've already got something going with, who knows how to do this, go to them and say, help me. Mm -hmm. And then do what they tell you to do. Right. That's what I think is necessary sometimes. That's what I did both for uh, sobriety and my problems with food. Mm -hmm. Both of them required me to go, I am not winning this help. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say help, I am no longer in charge. You are in charge and I'm going to follow your orders. That is what it took for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. If you go help, but I really know that's no good. No. I don't think that's good. And I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot with shady kind of um, drug people. Mm. And I've seen that also with, you know, people who come and they go like, I really want your help losing weight. And I go like, okay, well, here's what I suggest. And they go, oh, no, but I want to do, you know, the lectin thing. And I just go like, okay, well, go do. Why is that not working then? Right, why are you, Why do you need my help if you're – if that's what you're going to do, do that, mm-hmm. right? All of this shit works, right? It yeah. all works. I do think it generally all works. You got to do it. Sometimes you got to give up your power. You don't know. Why don't you know? Because you're failing. Find somebody who knows and do what they tell you to do. And that's the whole game. You have to understand that you are failing. And when you can really look at that and go, all my ideas about how I'm going to get sober have been failing. Maybe I'm going to stop listening to those. Maybe every time I say, but I need to do, I want to go, no, no. What are they telling me to do? What is this group over here saying I should do? I'm going to tell myself to shut the fuck up because I keep digging my grave And crawling in there and laying down and throwing dirt on my face. And that's what I'm doing. So no more power for me. Now, we come to me who's sober for 20 years and has been at roughly the same size for four or five. So I've got my sober footing, right? Now, you can ask me for help with that. And I have some ideas, right? Yeah. And four or five years, I've got some ideas on weight loss too. And I'm willing to share them, right? If somebody close to me – by the way, I get 10,000 requests every day for help. And I just – over text, over social media, you want want to know my ideas, you can listen to this and you'll hear my ideas. For somebody in my family or one of my close friends, if they came and said help – I, ha- I can help you, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm with you. I'm seeing you. I'm with – you know what I mean? 
I can observe your behavior and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that over social media with 10,000 random people. Right. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Find somebody who can do that and and just do what they say and give them power over you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they should be abusive to you. It doesn't mean that you're not a human being or whatever weirdness there could be associated with that. You know, one of the first steps of AA is to like realize that you're powerless, right? If you're beating alcoholism, then there's no need for AA. If you're not, then you're losing and it's winning, Mm -hmm. right? So this doesn't mean that you can't get your power back, but you kind of got to earn it and... It takes work, right? And I think step number one is to realize that you have to learn how to do it, that you don't know because you're not doing it. Yeah. And and that's a big deal. That takes a lot to really turn that over, to really understand all of my ideas are fucking bullshit. I got to stop listening to myself because I am not getting this done. That's not easy. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say turn the power over to somebody else. You have to actually do it though. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's different than telling somebody just lose weight, just stick to a diet. This is this is not. This is you assuming a different point of view about what you're capable of. Right? Now you just have to do what that person says. That's all you have to do. You have to you have to not listen to yourself. And just do what that person says. That's it. That's the whole game. I don't know why that's a radical thought to anyone who is not utterly successful at everything they want to accomplish. That's all. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Amazing. I really appreciate everything that you said. I, I don't like to, I really don't like to tell people what to do. I know. But you just shared you spent most of this explaining. You're just from your point of view. That's how I take everything that you're saying. It's from your point of view. Yeah. And someone's asking you here for your point of view. Cause and like, I feel so fucking bad for the guy. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you just illustrated like sometimes someone has to reach out and they have to ask and they have to go, I don't know. And this might be him doing that. You know what I mean? I just think he, that's... Listen, dude, you want to come to America and live in my guest house, I'll help you <laughs> and you can do what I say. But I don't think that's realistic. And I think that um, there is going to be somebody near you who cares for you, who can who can say, okay, here's what we're going to do and just listen to them. Yeah. Don't listen to yourself. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself for a while. Take some time just doing what somebody else says. And have a big, great, grand goal and, you know, earn your power back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. If you have a question that you'd like answered on this podcast, please send it to us at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>